This is Start Disrupting, a show about the innovator, scientist, and designer disrupting industries and creating 10x impact. I'm your host, Brett Malone, President and CEO of the Virginia Tech Corporate Research Center. Special episode of our podcast today. We want to use this to announce our Go Virginia Award Funding Labs partnership with JJ Innovations as well as Design Work to expand our facilities into Roanoke. We're really excited. This Go Virginia Award will be over a million dollars for us to fund development of a shared lab concept. Additionally, we're really excited to be partnering with the Johnson and Johnson Innovation. We're bringing a virtual version of J Labs here within our ecosystem and providing access to all of our innovators and disruptors who are developing life science companies. And we're really providing premier incubator programming to help really move our startups forward. So we're really excited about this. What this contribution does is it really kicks off just the next step in the growth of our biotech ecosystem here among Roanoke and Blacksburg. So you're going to hear from a couple of people here that I talked to, and we want you to hear their perspective in terms of what this award means. And so I'm interviewing Craig Meadows from Montgomery County. I'm also interviewing Matt Hall, who talks about the importance of labs. Matt's a serial entrepreneur. He's the founder of NanoSafe. He's also a researcher at Virginia Tech at the Institute for Critical Technology and Applied Science. I also talked to John Newby. He explains the importance of labs across the Commonwealth of Virginia. John's the CEO of VA Bio, and the CRC is proud to be a contributing member to BioConnect across the state of Virginia. Also interviewing the new president of Verge, Erin Burcham. She also runs RBTC, and most importantly, Ramp is under her leadership. So special thanks to all of our guests that you're going to hear from in just a minute. Stay tuned for great things to come, and as always, keep disrupting. First of all, thank you, and, and we appreciate the county support. We appreciate everything that you've done to help get us here. This is focused on creating facilities, creating labs, creating capacity for wet labs, and also dry labs, but technical space to help recruit new companies and help companies get started. And it's also a home for our partnership with J&J uh, &J Innovations, creating the J Labs Incubator. So really just from your perspective, you know, as we think about what we're building to create capacity, to create economic growth, I really wanted to get your ideas on how you see this impacting the region and, and helping drive growth. Absolutely. We recognize growing demand for both wet labs and dry labs in the region. We recognize the work that's being done over at the Korean school over in Roanoke. That partnership with Virginia Tech has been a wonderful partnership, but we also want to see some of that extend up here into the New River Valley as well. And having these labs available in Montgomery County will certainly help foster that growth, help to develop investment here in the community. It'll be within the Corporate Research Center, but we're excited about the opportunities that it may create for spinoff for other companies to come in to work with J&J &J on these projects. We just see it as a good investment in an area of the county that we have always said is an area that we want to see grow, and that is our medical technical aspects of economic development. And this is certainly an area that would benefit from this with this investment. 
Yeah, I think you're hitting on the in the right topic of what does it do to spur the growth? And, you know, from time to time, I know we get requests for space and it's tough to, to move out on a speculative model, so to speak. And what I'm most excited about this product is it's more of an accessible product for companies to get in easier. You know, the shared lab concept and, and being a member in a bigger lab, but not having to carry the freight of all of the expenses of that lab. We're thinking about it from accessibility. What are your thoughts on on how that might open up sort of some new markets to help grow and incubate even what we have here regionally. Brett, one thing the county has always valued with the uh, Corporate Research Center is the ability that you guys have to create space for uh, these companies that are just forming or are somewhat speculative and looking to grow. And then our role in the county is to help foster that growth, but also over time, these companies grow and, and do well. You know, we want to see them move out into, into properties all over Montgomery County and, and ultimately into the New River Valley and the Roanoke Valley. A company with the reputation of J&J coming in to, to get something like this started, I see benefits for our education, our K-12 education. These folks will be bringing in some expertise that maybe they can share with some of our high school folks, internships with students at Virginia Tech. I just see all sorts of things that can lead to growing our community into a, a stronger, more high-tech area than we already are. Yeah, that's a great point, too. This is obviously focused on life sciences, but the labs are, are quite accessible. And what I'm excited about, too, is just the programming, you know, the educational content that's coming down that we can put into these labs. A lot of this educational information and content from J-Labs will be aimed at incubating startups, but... A lot of that material is very usable and, you know, being able to start launching STEM programs and, and even getting some of the student teams over to the labs to see what's going on. You know, this mix of how do you foster that creativity? How do you create sort of this abundance mindset of, hey, you know, there aren't these limits. And if a young K through 12 student sees what's possible and then goes on to do great things, that's that's a big impact here. Craig, we really appreciate your partnership. We appreciate your support. And it's great working on projects like this with you. And, and certainly the Go Virginia mechanism is something that really seems to be working quite well to help bring a lot of these pieces together. And I wanted to thank you and, and certainly the, the association and the, and the way that we can get things done like this through the, the Go Virginia and, and other grant opportunities. Thank you, Brett. And I can't say enough for our board of supervisors and their vision as well. My job is to, to help bring recommendations and ideas to the board, but the board is the one who actually puts the dollars behind the objectives and the, and the initiatives. And the board certainly sees the value of, of working with the CRC on projects like this. And we're very excited about not only this project, but other projects that may be coming down the pike. And we also are, are very appreciative of the Go Virginia program and the opportunities that it provides. And hopefully we'll have other projects coming up, not in the too distant future, that we can go back to Go Virginia and say, hey, look how good this yeah. one did. Now help us with these as well. Matt Hall, thanks for joining, and we're really excited to be rolling out this shared lab concept. So Go Virginia will be funding the construction here in the CRC for development of these flexible lab space. So one of the things that we're really trying to do is make lab space, bench top space more accessible. Part of our target demographic coming out of the university is folks who maybe have won an SBIR and they're looking to collect a little bit of data. They obviously can't afford to build out their own lab, but now they're into a commercial exercise, small startup spinning out of a research lab. I know you know what that feels like, and I know the trials and tribulations of building your own lab. 
And so what we're trying to do with this product and this experience is to make it easier for them to get into the park, get into a lab. So talk a little bit about from your perspective, what have you dealt with in the past and how do you see this as being a resource for, for those kind of entrepreneurs and investigators? I can talk about it from two perspectives. One is my own journey. And then the other is the journey that I intersect with when I meet with students and faculty who are interested in commercializing their ideas as well. So that space that you talk about is extremely vital. It's precious space to an entrepreneur. It's not the same as a resource on campus that people come and use temporarily, you know, a, yeah. an electron microscope or, or a testing facility. Mm -hmm. Those are things that a company can come to and take advantage of at predefined times. But bench space is really where the key work of building a startup takes place. So it's, it's kind of hard to share it. You, you need to have your own spot. And as a entrepreneur, as a PhD student, when I first started NanoSafe, it was really challenging. And we had to convert a kitchen area in the CRC into a, <laughs> our first lab. So right. I just remember how excited I was that we had this kitchen. It was plumbed. Uh, we had some countertops that if we, if we spilled things on, you know, we could clean it up. But it was a very nice space for us to convert and make into our lab. Now it took a lot of work to do that. And it was also hard to find that space. You know, shortly after that, we were able to move into an area that, that had a more dedicated lab space, but that was really our first lab. And, and it took a lot of work to get things rolling there. I also, when I talk with students, I, I talk about the story of just getting our first lab water system in place. We, mm -hmm. we made some nanoscale particles and having a really nice water system was really important to that. And it's not something that every space has access to. So this type of space that you're talking about is critical. And frequently we interact with faculty and student entrepreneurs through my position with, with Nano Earth, where they just want an SBIR, they need a space, they need bench stop space, they need access to, to lab grade water, fume hoods, that sort of thing. And the first place they come to is really a university. And, it, and it's tough to you know, meet that need for entrepreneurs when we're also trying to meet our instructional needs at the university. So this space, in my opinion, is just going to be phenomenal for helping our faculty and student entrepreneurs get their ideas off the ground without having to invest too heavily in that infrastructure component that can really prevent them from getting their idea off the ground. What are your thoughts in terms of success rate? You know, one of the things, if you're at phase one and you're collecting a little preliminary bench data, your success rate goes up if you can collect data in an environment like that. And, you know, hopefully your win rate, but also showcase that your company is in one of these shared labs. Our, our premise obviously is that it's going to really present that company better and it's going to give a chance for them to win that grant because they can describe all the facilities as if they're all their own. I really think you hit on the key there, Brett. Let's look at a phase one, the anatomy of a phase one SBIR award. It's a six month sprint, right? And what happens is these things are often won by the inventor, right? The, the, the technical inventor wins these things. Well, the first thing that hits them when they win one of these awards are all the logistical and infrastructure things that they have to tackle that they never really thought about. They thought if we won this SBIR, everything would sort of fall in place. Well, you know, they oftentimes spend the first couple of months just trying to get their feet under them, trying to get their lab set up, trying to, right. to meet some of these needs. And, and I, I can think of, you know, two examples right off the top of my head of of colleagues who were faculty who won SBI awards and then sort of panicked because they didn't have everything in place. 
to get going. And they spent a good chunk of their initial phase of their award just trying to get that under them. So no question, if you have that space available and, and as, the, as the corporate research center or as our regional innovation ecosystem, if we are able to provide that for entrepreneurs, no question, we're going to help them get the data that they need quicker. And they're going to be able to get more of it. They're going to be able to focus more on the technical execution of that grant than on these administrative challenges that really can mire down a founder and SBIR award. Yeah, we're excited to, to have you in the park, obviously, Matt. And we're excited to have your mentorship and leadership and advising companies now. I mean, you've been, been down this road. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. You remain faculty investigator as well. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cool dynamic that we have here in the park. One of the things, too, is bringing... Johnson & Johnson Innovations JLab program here. So we're going to also be ramping up the incubator to help some of the startup companies with formal programming. So, you know, JLabs will be providing access to their programming, and uh, we're going to be doing a, a partnership with JLabs to bring some of their content and actually help select a handful of companies to go through this program. Maybe you can touch on a little bit about the value of programming, incubator, leadership, and mentorship as some of these startup companies start to get a little bit of traction. Absolutely. You know, mentorship, the value of, of mentors cannot be overstated. I don't know how, well, I can speak from my experience. We wouldn't be here today if it, if it weren't for mentors. And I was fortunate to have been part of the early Virginia uh, BT Knowledge Works startup program. And we took a great deal of advantage over that. Just just having the people to talk to, knowing how to get an accounting system set up. You don't even know where to go when you first get started. And having some of that mentorship, it's a, it's a real choose your own adventure kind of activity. No two stories are the same, right? but it certainly helps when somebody is there who's who's been through the process and knows a lot about how not to do it mm -hmm. and can give you some gentle guidance and encouragement along the way. And I was very fortunate to have those people and they're right there in the park. And some of it was was formal. Some of it was informal, but no question, some of the formal programs are most transformative and also allow you to reach the most people. Um, we, we have a, you know, we have a wonderful innovation ecosystem here in Blacksburg, in the New River Valley and in the Roanoke area. It's a pretty small group and, and we know each other. But if you're new to that, having some formal pipelines to connect with yeah. that established ecosystem could be tremendously invaluable to you as an yeah. entrepreneur. That's awesome. Hey, what are you most excited about? What's coming out of your lab? You know, new technologies. I know you're always working on the cutting edge in terms of nanoparticle and, and all the technologies around that safety for nanoparticles. Give our listeners a quick touch on what you're working on and what, what they can be expecting to see. Sure, sure. We have two exciting things that I'm really excited about. So one is an NIH-funded program to help protect people from particulate emissions from consumer products. And that can be anywhere from 3D printers, 3D printer filaments to other types of consumer products that generate sprays. One thing for us that the COVID-19, you know, we're looking for silver linings, right? So one thing for us that COVID-19 has really exposed is the importance of, of, of what these particles can do in our environment. You know, the COVID is a viral particle, but it's a nanoscale particle. And so protection against those things is really important. And that really helps us make the case around the services that we provide with respect to protecting consumers from everyday particles that are being generated in their homes, in schools, in hospitals, all around the world. So this NIH project will really help us take that service more to a consumer level than, than we have previously. On the other side, we're working with the Army on an exciting program. We're continuing a, a decade-long collaboration with the U.S. Army, and we're 
doing a lot of things, trying to create new water sensors mm-hmm. using nanotechnology uh, and also trying to create some solutions for global climate change. So this has been a pretty cool jump for us because, you know, Brett, from our start, you know, we were really focused on nano safety, but we have since transitioned to look not just at nano safety, but how can we apply nanotechnology responsibly in ways that contribute to sustainability. So that's what we're really excited about right now. And we look forward to to sharing all that with, with, a, with the park. The park has been such a wonderful home for us and we just continue to grow and look for new opportunities. So uh, really appreciate all of your support and all the support from the BTCRC staff. Okay, very good, Matt. Thanks for joining today. And we appreciate your support on these programs and, the, and this project especially. So we're looking forward to launching this and giving all of our new entrepreneur investigators a, a great new lab home. John Newby, thanks for joining. We're excited to be part of the broader Commonwealth's BioConnect project. And, you know, this next award that we're on board for, and we're building out labs and capacity, but also bringing programming in to incubate some of our biotech companies. You know, we're really working hard to build the capacity and the programming and really grow in Region 2 to support the Commonwealth. My question for you is your vision sort of statewide as we think about VA Bio, BioConnect, and what this could mean for the broader Commonwealth in terms of capacity. Right. I think this is a very important and necessary step forward for the Commonwealth once this lab space does come to Region 2. Uh, as you know, better than most, Virginia has a thriving biotech ecosystem. It's an $8 billion industry here in Virginia. And the one thing we're missing, however, comma, uh, preventing us from getting even more money and resources into Virginia from the technology that we have is lab space. So this will be a welcome addition to all the activity happening across the state. And hopefully we can stitch in this announcement and this new lab space into the broader story of Virginia and what we have to offer and attract folks uh, from across the country to Virginia, if not to Region 2, then definitely to the Commonwealth, to our resources. Yeah, I, I see this program as being a model and that, that can definitely scale up. One of the areas too, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be researchers and tinkerers if we didn't play around and innovate. One of the things that we're really working on is making the lab space more accessible. Accessible for the smallest company that might just be getting started. They won their first grant all the way up to being able to recruit companies that have been funded to be able to scale. When you think about accessibility and, you know, investigators being able to get into a lab space turnkey without a lot of overhead, what kind of doors do you feel like that can open for our economy and for the Commonwealth? Brett, it's a vitally important thing. Over 70% of Virginia BIOS members are medium to small companies. And they're just in the same situation as, as you're saying. They're just getting started. They don't need the Taj Mahal quite yet on day one. They need something that's flexible, malleable, customizable, and the kind of resources that you're hoping to bring there to region two puts that bill. And I got to tell you, folks from across the Commonwealth and not the nation, hopefully will travel to a resource like that to take advantage of, of such flexibility. You know, we're, we're innovating. We're going to see how it goes, but we're grateful for the Go Virginia funding. We, you know, we did some analysis. We, we think this is going to be the right product. The good news is we can, we can scale it up in different directions, depending on what the market tells us. Quickly shifting gears, I wanted to touch on our partnership with J&J Innovations. And, you know, one of the things that we've done a good job regionally of putting 
you know, accelerator programs, events, programming together. But, you know, when Sally uh, Elaine came in with J Labs DC, it, it really sort of lit a fire and lit a spark across the state really as what can be possible for the next step. So, you know, we're, we're grateful for our partnership to bring a virtual version of J-Labs. We're, we're building the labs and they're creating a lot of access to content, different advisors, and we will be working together to select a special cohort to be part of that program. What, what can you talk about in terms of the impact you see of upping our game across the state in terms of access to programming and then having some of these really valuable companies move to the next level through a J-Labs incubator program. Well, I got to tell you, what a welcome addition to the resources we have here as far as acceleration and programming and support that we already have in the Commonwealth, but the J-Labs partnership will just take it truly to the next level. And I can't think of a level higher than a partnership with J-Labs, quite frankly. Yeah. One of the things that I think is really important is cultivating the pipeline. You know, this partnership really depends on a vibrant pipeline of companies that have already been through several other programs, for example. So this should also be a signal that there's the next step available. What are some of the things that you're hearing from those companies that are looking at Virginia, but they'd like to know what kind of resources we have? Well, one obviously is the lab space, which is why we're, we're talking right now. That is anytime I speak with the Virginia Economic Development Partnership and partnering with them to bring more activity here, lab space infrastructure is, is top of the list, but a close second is the talent. And I think having resources like this will not only help the talent that's currently in Virginia, it'll hopefully draw some talent as well when they see the available lab space, when they see the co-location with our great research institutions, including Virginia Tech and the VTC partnership. When they see this ecosystem that has resources and talent and skill, it makes it more attractive. Yeah, that's our hope too, is to, to really catalyze projects that are going on. And so that's what I'm really excited about is to give an opportunity to recruit some of those mid-sized, highly technical companies to be right adjacent to our institutes. Yeah, and this is exactly what we need in order to make that happen. I have to congratulate you and your team for applying for and and getting this Go Virginia grant to bring this asset to Region 2 in Virginia. I cannot tell you how important it is to continue to stitch together this ecosystem and partnership and resources, and this will be a vital piece of the puzzle as we move forward into the next decade of heightened activity in the biotech space in the Commonwealth. Aaron Burcham, welcome to the show. And first of all, let's not bury the lead. Congratulations on your new position, president of Verge. Explain to us a little bit about that move, that transition, what it means for the Valley, what it means for you, and what it means for some of the programs that we've been working with here. Thank you for having me. So yeah, Greg Feldman will be retiring at the end of the year. He's currently leading Verge. I'll be stepping into the role January 1. And I'm currently the executive director of the Renwick Blacksburg Technology Council. I've been in that role since June, and and now that Greg is stepping aside, he's he's going to be retiring at the end of the year. I'll have the opportunity to step up and and run our entire technology alliance. That'll include RBTC, the Technology Council, and Valley's Innovation Council. Great. So so you're going to be over all of that, and then really driving to help the region grow its technology economy. You have been a significant contributor on this Go Virginia project in terms of 
helping us align with the regional resources, the needs, and, and helping us navigate the Go Virginia sort of system, as it will. So we're really excited to be announcing this lab project. Not only is it just an infrastructure, but it's also planning for programming. So what we've been doing in partnership, building out the biotech ecosystem in Roanoke and all of Region 2. Talk about this project and what it means for Roanoke, what it means for Verge and the Commonwealth of Virginia, frankly. I'll start back up just a little bit where we kind of started um, on this project together. I was the director of talent solutions at the Roanoke Regional Partnership and really became passionate about helping the PhD students and um, Dr. Freelander as he was navigating how to, to retain the research students after school. Um, we have such a fabulous talent pipeline coming out of life science and biotech and really trying to figure out how to keep them in the region. They were coming to me saying, what should we do? How do we keep our family here? We've spent the last four years in Roanoke and, and really love this region and, and want to stay here. My passion started on this project, really trying to figure out how do we keep this talent in the region. How does this project, from your perspective, fill the need? Coming from economic development, I think it really diversifies our economy. We are traditionally on the Roanoke side, you know, heavier on trains and logistics and manufacturing and and as our economy as a whole across the nation across the globe is changing this is really helping our community to diversify and and step up to to go in a new direction amazing okay so really exciting too and this fits nicely with your new position how do you see the direction of verge and what do you see in terms of sort of your strategic plan your vision and how can we support that we have amazing grant writer on our team meredith hunley who's really looking at how we bring money into the region in a creative fashion. And there's not a, a grant too big in her mind that we, we can go after. So as far as a vision goes, looking at how we can bring more money into the region, how we can build capital, how we can help our technology and biotech companies find new talent and keep the talent that we have in the region through programming and, and through more relationship-based engagement. Through our accelerator, through RAMP, we, we are producing two cohorts a year right now. We have in the fall a technology cohort and in the spring a life science cohort. So really making sure that our entrepreneurs, the people in our region who have great ideas um, are, are seeing their ideas come to fruition and getting those startups ready for the next phase, like the J-Labs project. The more people I talk to in the region, the more they say, hey, it's really exciting some of the new positions, new young leaders that are stepping into some of these positions. and. You know, we're building on what our predecessors created as a foundation. How do you see things have come together? Because from my perspective, this project has really mobilized a lot of different stakeholders, but we've all come together as a really cool sort of revolutionary type team to, to build on what people have set as groundwork for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've been in Roanoke for about 15 years now and have such a, a great lineup of mentors like John Dooley and Chris Morrill, just all these these people who have been in leadership roles and have set the stage for where we are right now. And now looking forward, we can take what we've learned from them. And, and there's new people in the region like yourself who have strong background in biotech startups and, and people are bringing new expertise to the region to really take us to the next level. Well, we're really excited. Thank you, Aaron, and congratulations on your new position. It's always great to work with you and, and all of the leadership at Verge. We're excited about really helping 
crank up the ramp program specifically so that we can build the pipeline for you know those companies who ultimately will get to the next level through through J Labs or any other type of programming. So biotech in Southwest Virginia is real. It's happening. It's really, frankly, exploding because of people like you. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. Subscribe to Start Disrupting wherever you get your podcasts. We have a new disruptor on our show every two weeks, and you're not going to want to miss it. Check out vtcrc.com for the latest on our research park and over 225 companies that call us home. Until next time, always change the game.